Good evening, Papua New Guinea. How are you? Thank you very much for listening. First and foremost, I would like to thank those people out there who have been taking time out to listen to my podcasts, especially those who have either uploaded or communicated or reacted in some way or another. I do appreciate this. I was actually surprised that there were, you know, there were people out there who took time to listen to this podcast, who took time to listen to what I had to say. And for those people, I want to say thank you. Listen, I've got this effort to try and wake up this country. I've got this effort that I've, I've, I've had a burning ambition in me to try and reach out and say, people, there's more to life in this country than state of origin or the marriage of Prince William or whatever's happening in the U.S. with the Kardashians or some other activity, entertainment usually, that's happening anywhere else in this world where people we are fascinated with don't actually have any clue that such a nation as Papua New Guinea even exists. Let's forget about all that. Let's look back at our own country and let's look at what we can do, each and every one of us. Well, first and foremost, thank you all who have taken time out to listen to me and who follow me. I cannot thank you enough. The more of us who are concerned about what's going on in this country and make an effort, the better. If we can't do it in our time, at least let's prepare the future generations. Anyhow, Today's subject is polio. That's right. Polio has made a comeback in Papua New Guinea. And it's amazing because this disease was eradicated around the world about a decade ago or so. And yet in Papua New Guinea it has made a comeback. It has made a comeback in Lei Morabe province. You know, there was a young young kid from Goroka, from Lufa, sorry, Eastern Highlands province, who was living in one of the settlements in Morabe province and who was detected with polio. And, you know, this disease is a very debilitating disease. It affects the brain and it can, you know, it, it acts very rapidly. It can cause disabilities and it is a very horrible disease for anybody to have or for anyone's children or relatives to have. You know, it causes a lot of inconvenience in the family, in the community and, and for the person who becomes a victim of it. Now, it's easy to cure. There are vaccinations available. All you have to do is, you know, Take your child or go to a clinic with your child or your charge and have them vaccinated, you know, and that's all it takes. The national government has proclaimed or declared that they have a polio response task force of some sort. And they've declared Morbid Province, uh, NCD, and I think Central Province and Eastern Highlands as being the provinces that they're going to target. In our province, we've put together a polio response uh, strategy, and I'm going to be having a look at that tomorrow and seeing what we can do to fund the vaccination of our children along the border between Morabe Province and Oro Province. In fact, polio vaccination should always be the case. Polio, measles, rubella, you know, chickenpox, mumps, all these things, we have got to have an immunization program out there immunizing our children and protecting them from this, these terrible diseases that, you know, that have been eradicated in most parts of the world. You know, it's only Papua New Guinea and a handful of other developing nations that just don't make the effort to immunize their children. The funny thing is we used to. After September 16, 1975, we still had immunization programs. I know this because my mother was a nurse. She used to walk up and down the quarter trail and patrol around the province immunizing children. You know, and all of us remember being in school and the doctors would turn up with these uh, syringes that looked like they were for horses, but apparently they were for us. They were going to immunize us. It was a miserable day. We all cried. We were upset. We went home with swollen arms and whatnot, injected pain, etc. But we were immunized. 
Well, this doesn't happen anymore. The health department in this country has deteriorated as a department that is actually supposed to provide minimum basic health care for the citizens of this nation. It has deteriorated in terms of standards, in its ability to manage, in its care for its people, you know. And this, the, the recurrence of polio, and by the way, here's another disease that's made a comeback, yours. That's right. I mean, this sounds like a horrible disease from some medieval horror movie, but it's around, yours, and it's making a comeback. Add to that multiple drug-resistant TB, you know, where Daru is the, apparently where it started, and it is, it is one of the most populated islands, and, you know, TB thrives where there are people, a lot of people, in very close proximity, living in very unhygienic conditions. Okay. I'm just, you know, disappointed with the response by Dr. Sir Pukatemu, who stood up in Parliament today in response to a question asked about polio and stated that the government has great, very, very good detection systems. That's what he said. He didn't just use one very, he used two varies. I don't think we should even use a very. You know, we have a detection system of some sort. We detected this one year late. One year late, come on. This disease has spread everywhere and anywhere where this kid has been, his family has been. Maybe he's a victim of another person who had it and passed it on to him. It's passed either orally or through fecal matter, you know. For those who don't know, if someone takes a shit and they had the polio virus, you're going to catch it if you hang around there, taste it, consume it, drink it with your water or step in it or some shit. This could happen to you, okay. And it was a terrible response by the health minister. He got up and said, we have a very, very good detection system and we're on top of things. Okay, that's good to know. But um, I think we should be realistic and say, look, the management of our healthcare system has deteriorated significantly, especially since 1975-16 September. You know, there's a downward decline. It has not improved. In times when we had doctors in aid posts and hospitals, we now have barely a nurse. Oftentimes we just have community health workers and they do a terrific job out there, but they're not equipped, they don't have the capacity or the training, many of them are poorly paid, not paid or underpaid, and they're living in terrible conditions, but they're all that our people have, especially the rural folk, and that's 85% of this country, gentlemen and women out there. Listen, we all ought to be agitated about the state of our healthcare system in this country. You know, we all, each and every one of us, need to rise up and say, goodness, what's going on, and demand better of this government. Demand better of this government. It is one thing we shouldn't get wrong. We, we can get all the other things wrong and be forgiven for it, but for health care, come on. When we get health care wrong, the most vulnerable pay the price. That's right, children, pregnant mothers, elderly, people living in rural areas. That's right, 85% of them, of this country, of this population. The National Department of Health is a disgraceful department. It's a department that's rife with nepotism, that its procurement systems are so perverted, they're dishing out contracts galore to anyone and whoever and anybody that turns up. Many of these companies have political connections. They don't have the wherewithal. You know, they don't do what they're supposed to do. They're contracted to deliver consumables or drugs to the doorsteps of aid posts in districts. They don't. They just go and dump it at the headquarters. Or sometimes they don't even take it there. They just give you a call and say, come and pick it up. It's here. But why are you being paid almost 20 million kina a year for this? I mean, it's atrocious. The fact that we have corruption, blatant corruption, the government looking the other way while this is going on, 
you know, just so you could make a few extra bucks, a profit here and there, you could enjoy an expensive car or maintain a girlfriend, whatever. For this purpose, you are willing to allow our people's health to be at such a state where it endangers their children's lives? Come on, what type of leaders are we? And what type of, what type of people are we anyway? Papua New Guineans, ask yourself this. What are we all doing about this? Let's stop being fascinated by state of origin and the fact that Princess William or whatever his name is got married to some woman out there and the fact that somebody's listening to music in the US and it's the greatest song that's played at Lamana lately. Why are we caring about these things? We ought to be caring about our healthcare system. We ought to be caring about the fact that there is a growing group of politicians in parliament who don't seem to care about the people. Why aren't we demanding attention and a better effort by our government departments who seem hell-bent on selling this country and don't serve this country or its people anymore, it seems. These are things we ought to be caring about. That's my rant and rave for this evening. Wake up, Papua New Guinea. Wake up and do something. Thank you very much. Gary Jufo. Good night.